0: This is an Alexandrian media original podcast. Hey guys, before we get started, uh, this is a topic today that I've been wanting to talk about since we first started talking about doing the show, but it is also a topic that is heavy. It has a lot of violence. It has references to sexual and, uh, physical assault, um, rape, um, Lots of controversial ideas. Very, it's, it's very can be very violent. Um, and so we just wanted to give you a little bit of a chance to bow out of this episode this week in case it's not your thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to feel like you have to sit here and listen and we don't want to cut you off guard.
1: Right. And if you want to read a full description as to what to look out for, you can look at our show notes and see if any of the topics that we discussed today are something that you can handle
0: but we get it if it's not your thing. So we'll just see you next time. Hey guys. Welcome back to our show. Culture but not really. I'm your host, Brian Wilbur Edwards. That's not my middle name.
1: <laughs> and I'm Steven Trigar. It's just how we're starting the episode. Yeah.
0: We're going power through. Power through is going. Friday night recording session activated. After work energy initiated. Are you ready? I'm ready. Because today's episode is a bit of an aggressive one. Oops, I went there. Yeah, huh? It happens. Listen, this is this is a topic I thought would be perfect for this show because. It has influenced so much, even if people don't even realize it exists. You've
1: been wanting to talk about this topic
0: for a while. I know. And I went back and forth and I realized that I I thought it was good, that I didn't think it was good, and then I had looked into it even further and I was like, it's perfect. (laughs) It's like the three bears. Yeah. But with one thing. With one thing, yeah. Instead of three different things.
1: Well, it's one thing at three different levels. But... In this case, it was one thing. At one level, you just changed your mind about it. Yeah, I changed
0: I was the three bears in one. (laughs) (laughs) That's my specialty. Right. But have you heard of Battle Royale?
1: I have, only because I know you talk about it a lot. But
0: before you met me, did you you ever heard of Battle Royale? Uh,
1: In a a way. I mean, I know that it exists and what has influenced, but I have not actually.
0: I should also clarify that Battle Royale, like, a battle royale is a thing before yeah. this. Well, that's what I knew. Specific. I'm specifically talking about the novel, story, film, manga series, right? That is specific to the 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 actual story of battle royale, right? Which started. If I can start our tale in the the distant time of 1999. The, whoop, 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 whoop party like it's 1999. I was in kindergarten. Me too. (laughs) But this starts out as a novel which uh, is called Battle Royale which is a, it was written by Japanese author Koshin Takami. Uh, He wrote it um, and it became kind of like a, a controversial hit. One of those kind of like edgy like it was cool because it was like intense for its time. Right. You Something know, like,
1: like uh, Handmaid's Tale
0: or Handmaid's Brave or like, New World. Yeah, or like... 451. Or like F- Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But only because it was, like, shocking. Yeah. It was like, oh, BDSM, oh. Yeah. So, but um, but the story is to do a quick brief thing that I'm going to then expand on. Uh, the story tells of a... Of, Junior high school students who are forced to fight each other to the death in a program run by a fictional fascist totalitarian Japanese government known as the Republic of Greater East Asia. Hmm. That's like a quick. So, does it sound familiar? Sounds very, very familiar. Yeah. There's, we'll get into it. But I want to do a quick synopsis of the story. Um, not too deep because I don't want to spoil too much, but I want to at least get like the meat of what the story means and kind Spoiler of. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. I think they should assume, if they clicked on this episode to listen to, that I'm not going to just be like... Now we're to,
1: not talking about that. No, I'm
0: just going to tell you that its name is this, and the rest <laughs> A is. whole
1: podcast episode that tips around the topics yeah. that we talk... Tiptoes around the topics that we talk about. That sounds like a good show. A, a show with hidden content.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So the story of Battle Royale takes place in a fictional fascist Japan in the year, 1997. Uh, the state is known as the Republic of greater East Asia or Dai to Kyo Wakoku, which arose after an alternate world war two, where Japan emerged victorious and a rebellion was put down by combined military and police forces. And in the story, the government controls everything and anything immoral, Like rock music and other, you know, what's perceived to be 1984 music. Anything like um, anything immoral that doesn't suit the the building up of the government is banned. Yeah. Um, And in this story, the government has established a air quotes military program called Battle Experiment Number Sixty Eight. Number Sixty Eight. Yeah. Listen. Does um, does that have a, any significance? I think it's just supposed to sound like there's like it's one of many. Like uh, there's just I think it was just to make it sound more official because if it's fashion. number one, or you know, I think it was supposed to just sound like it was less conspicuous than it is. Yeah. Um. Well, with the just as a because I'm gonna attempt to do as much because I want to make sure I, I uh, honor the Japanese of it all. Uh, in the story, it's called Sentō Jikan Dai Rokuju. Hachiban Purogramaru. Wow. Which I think the only one that actually sounds anything is the last word. Parogramu, which program. Sounds like, It sounds like program.
1: Perogram
0: Perogramu. Where in the program, 50 randomly selected classes of third year junior high school students are kidnapped and dropped into a remote, remote location and forced to kill one another until only one student of each class remains ostensively it was to help the government and its military research survival skills and battle readiness. But in actuality, it was meant to instill terror and distrust in all of the Japanese citizens. And then in an attempt to curb the rebellions that were caused um, by showcasing the government's power and ability to target the citizens' families and to prey on their fear of being killed by a friend.
1: Interesting.
0: Which again, does
1: that sound familiar? V- multiple levels.
0: <laughs> we'll get into a whole later.
1: bunch of titles, are s- just and scrolling have, past the I, my, my brain screen. I would
0: definitely want to hear what you think of as because there's one. I think there's one obvious. We'll get into later, but I want to know what, personally what you what you find to be like, maybe different what you think would be inspired by this story because this is a, like, old enough where a lot of stuff has been inspired by well, the biggest
1: one that comes to mind is okay. hunger games well yeah
0: that's the one i keep saying we're going to get to later yeah because i'm going to talk pretty extent because there's that's the, probably the most like explicitly like there's more to it than just it like we'll get to it we'll get to it um um, but in this story itself, the uh, a group of students from Shirowa Junior High School, uh, a junior high school in the fictional Kagawa Prefecture town of Shirowa, prepare for a field trip. Um, and the main characters of the story, there's four like actual main characters in in this class of like, I think it was like twenty five or thirty students total. Um, but the f- main, four main characters are Shuya Nanahara who was an orphan whose parents were killed for taking part in anti-government activities. Uh, and in the story, which is kind of why I brought up the the band rock music, is he has a self-proclaimed rock star. Mm. And he, he does so by listening to pl- and playing rock and roll music in spite of the band. Um, and his best friend, Yoshitoki Kuninobu, uh, is killed right at the very beginning of this, like, this round of the game. Mm-hmm. And so he takes up the, the, owner, the, the ownership of protecting his crush, who is the next main character, Noriko Nakagawa, who is Yoshi, as he called him, uh, Yoshi's mm. crush. So Shuya takes on the, the duties of protecting her throughout this iteration of these, these program game thing. Um, and so Noriko Nakigawa, she is a quiet, reserved girl who teams up with Nanaha- Nanahara from beginning from the beginning to uh, and and becomes kind of like the, the new love interest for the for the main character because Shuya is the like protagonist hero of the story. Um, but right as the like the program starts, she gets shot in the leg and is basically like forced to stay with Shuya throughout the rest of the games. Gotcha. Um, uh, and then their like third friend, who's like the like antihero of the story, is Sh- Shogo Kawada, who was a transfer student from Kobe, who was one year older than the rest of the class, and he was kind of a loner. And actually, unbeknownst to all of his classmates, he actually won the program the previous year mm. from being in a different school. And so he teams up with Nanahara and Nakagawa and together they end up trying to plot an escape from the island that they're dropped on. And then we get to the fourth main character of the story, who is Kazuo Kiriyama, who is the bad guy. The bad guy. Basically, he's, he's a leader of these like what they call delinquents, basically in Japanese culture, like mm-hmm. the gang type of like, right. the bad boys. Right. Um, and he's also one of the smartest and most athletic class students in the class, basically being like primed to be the winner of this story, right. of this program session, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but what makes him even more of a, a problematic character is he's completely emotionless because he suffered uh, damage during uh, an accident while he was in utero, which caused him... Uh, which was led to him having a partial lobotomy, which kind of took away his his ability to care yeah. or have feelings. So he's basically, he's literally a sociopath. Yeah, and kind of took the whole event of the program and just kind of excelled. Yeah, just he he was doesn't responsible have, for yeah.
1: Right, yeah, because he doesn't have any of the emotional attachment no, to it all.
0: No remorse, and had and basically he spent most of the program mercilessly killing most of the students during yeah. this event. Um, so that's the, the main cast of characters. I mean, there's lots of other ones, but they don't have as big a role. And it's very... Because it is very Hunger Games style where, like, they introduce you all these characters and most of them die in the first... Five minutes. Five minutes of the actual, like, event. Um, but the way that they get these students to partake in this, this event, this program, is they usually trick or buy out or, or hijack a school's, like, like infrastructure. Mm. And in this case, they were going on this field trip. Gotcha. And while they were on the bus, everyone was gassed and they basically found out that the field trip was a ruse set up for the program.
1: Gotcha. Um, did the uh, did the school get set up the thing, or did the government infiltrate the, government the school?
0: Basically, like took over, and um, in different adaptations of this story, like different things happened where, like the 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 schools were not participating willingly. Right. In fact, in some in some situations, like um, in the manga version, the teacher of that that's, that that class of students actually like tried to fight back against it and he ended up getting killed as well Hmm. because it was seen as anti-government propaganda basically for him to try to fight against this established program Um, but the way that this program starts is they all all the students uh, awake in a classroom on a small vacated island surrounded by troops and they're all wearing metal collars around their necks and hmm. then the quote unquote teacher who's really just a sociopathic sadist named Kinpatsu Sakamochi briefs the students in and, and class and tells them that they've been chosen to participate in the program. The students are given a time limit. And if within 24 hours pass without someone being killed, then all of the collars around their necks will be detonated simultaneously and they'll all die.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, and then of course, then there will be no winner. And then he also mentions, to add in insult to injury of this whole situation, mentions that only 0.5% of the programs end this way. Hmm. Which kind of gives him an incentive to say, like, it's not common for this situation to go that passively. Gotcha. Um, so the students are all issued survival packs and a random weapon or tool and are sent out into the island one by one uh, while, and while most students receive, like, guns and knives, some of them, like, receive useless shit, like boomerangs and <laughs> dartboard darts or a fork. Uh, those and could be, uh... They could be, but are they? No. No. <laughs> Imagine these kids are not also... They're not... They're, like, 15. Yeah. Not even. I think ju- it's junior high school, so it'd be, like, more like they're, like, thirteen. Imagine a thirteen-year-old trying to be able to figure out how to how to defend themselves against an attacker with a fork. Yeah. When they might have an, a somebody attack with a, a, a gun, machine gun. Yeah. Or like a sword or some like machete. Um. So, in order to make sure that the students obey the rules and kill each other, the metal collars around their necks are are they track their position, and will explode if they attempt to remove the collar. Or linger, what's called forbidden zones, um, which are randomly chosen areas on the map that increase in number over time, basically like hotspot. And and the way that and I know in the manga and I think in the novel they have it too. They 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 present this like map of the area that is that it's the island broken up in a grid, and they will be notified over the loudspeaker PA system on this island what areas are considered forbidden. So. They'll be like area f9 is will be forbidden in about 20 minutes and then everyone who was like figure out where they are on the map will then have to realize that they can't stay there so it's their way of keeping people from camping in one area right and just trying to hide for the the whole you know the whole game basically right um and it helps also it, it keeps like re-sculpting the island basically to keep people moving and also starts to shrink the battlefield to force the students to kind of be closer to each other um and that's sort of just the way this the the story is structured i'm not going to talk about the events of how everything shakes out because i want people to feel like they find this more intriguing intriguing and for them to search it out on their own whether they want to watch the movie or read the manga, or read the novel. So with that, I want to talk more about the other adaptations that are just as noteworthy as the novel is, but I think before we get there, we should take a little bit of a break.
1: Break. Be right back.
0: Be right back. We're back. So, one quick note that I thought was just kind of an interesting uh, quote from the uh, the author, Koshin Takami. Uh, he stated that he came up with the idea of this story after having a dream. Which doesn't it always seem like authors have a it was dream. all a dream? Um, but he said that it, it, this is also from an interview ten years after the the published novel in two thousand nine. He uh, he said that he was lying in his futon half asleep, half awake, and he got the mental image of a teacher from a school drama he saw on TV long ago. And he said, All right, class, listen up. Now today, I'm going to have you kill each other. And the (laughs) image of him grinning as he spoke was so vivid that he laughed, but he was also terrified. This is being, uh, he being uh, Takami. The author, yeah. yeah. The author. And... He said, with the, and with just that, I knew I had something to write about. Yeah. And that's literally how it spawns the rest of the story, is yeah. that one vivid dream he had.
1: This actually kind of reminds me of a story that I or I heard uh, Margaret Atwood say in mm. response to somebody telling her that Handmaid's Tale was uh, like horrific and how can she possibly think of something like that? Right. And all she said was, I didn't make it up. I just took pieces of history that already existed and, and put them together. Yeah. So I do, I'm not the one who made it up. Yeah. Other I mean, people did.
0: It's 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 definitely telling when people are so sheltered or yeah. so oblivious to what happens around them in other parts of the world or other yeah. pieces of history where they assume that nothing that terrible could have ever happened.
1: Right. And I'm sure that the same thing happened in this I mean obviously he saw something
0: well yeah there's just there's certainly this indication especially in like he kind of took inspiration just from a lot of the like very regimented systems within Japanese government already sort of established yeah and kind of the idea of where the Japanese government was during the World War two I was just thinking that yeah they were very they were much more conservative much more aggressive than anything that modern Japan is today. Right. And they're still pretty, you know, tight-lipped and, and you know, they're, they're not that I think Japan's as bad as other Asian nations, but they're certainly not a... They're a democracy, but not, like, a total, like... Like, not in the way that we would hope a democracy would look like as in... Well... I mean, we can speak being... American citizens, and our democracy isn't really a true democracy either. Sometimes,
1: right? There's, I mean, but no government is truly what it says that it is labeled.
0: No, but the th- I think the thing that a lot of like Asian governments, and I'm speaking more speculation, I'm more so what I've picked up from the amount of Asian stories and cultural items that I've like from the stories and the, and the settings that I've seen there. Media take place. Right, it definitely gets the vibe that that Japanese government is much more rigid and also less like like their their ability to speak on certain topics will often be silenced if they're censored. Too, if they're t- or censored if they're too intense. Yeah, like American governments, we can have conversations pretty openly about. You know the treatment of certain people in society, or you know, or or speak against those who claim to have like the 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 traditional American mindset. But we also have more established like free freedom of speech style um, laws in place. I right. feel like that's not always the case with with especially like, and if you want to talk intensity, like North Korean is like the North Korean government is like up there in terms of like, you have to basically pledge your allegiance fully and like without sway or you're right. going to be locked up. Right. It's not that bad, but this, this particular fictional government is that bad. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I guess more of like a play up of that, those kinds of government ideas that cause it to be this, this real feeling. Right. Um, anyway, I want to get into the, these, the two other notable adaptations um, that I kind of want to open up just so people know, like, if they don't want to read a novel with this story, there's other ways to get the story without having to, if, you're not, if you're not really into reading books. Um, yeah. So a year after the book was published in 2000, it was adapted into a feature film by director Kinji Fukusaku. Who was pretty prolific in his time, um, and the budget of the film was only 4.5 million dollars, trans- like converted from Japanese yen, um, but had a box office return of 30.6 million estimated. It's um,
1: pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Uh, it's it had a lot of controversy when it came out. Uh, of course, because again, this is a, is still we're talking about a, uh, a government where they they try to, they have a lot more like decency laws than I think the US right. has. So it was first screened in Tokyo on December, uh, on Tokyo, on more than 200 screens on December 16th, 2000, with an R15 plus rating, which is rarely used in Japan, mm-hmm. which means it's like basically the NC-17, I think, of what we have for R rating systems, so. The X-rated? Kind of like in terms of like it's just it, it it's more telling when you know like how is it, would it be x-rated, is x-rated no, as x-rated I mean, as more so r15 i looked in the, i looked into it it's it's more of re- it's restricted for anyone who's 15 and older so it's not X, x-rated but it was the highest grossing japanese language film for six weeks after its initial release mm. and it was later released to 22 other countries worldwide, which where is where it grossed over 30 million in 10 10 countries um The film earned critical acclaim, and especially when it was released on DVD, drew a huge global cult following. Um, It's often regarded as director Fukusaku's best film, and one of the best films of the 2000s. Wow. And actually, in 2009, Quentin Tarantino praised Battle Royale as his favorite film of the past two decades. Okay. Um, but again, the film drew controversy. It was banned or excluded from distribution in several countries. Um, the distributor in Japan, Toei Co- the Toei Company, refused to sell the film to any US uh, distributor for over a decade due to concerns about potential controversy and lawsuits. And it wasn't until uh, Anchor Bay Entertainment eventually acquired the film in 2010 for a direct-to-video release. But even still, Battle Royale became a cultural phenomenon. It's considered one of the most influential films in recent decades and really impacted and and influenced global pop culture. Um, Which is kind of odd, but nonetheless. I mean, sometimes it's a slow burn that does it. But since the film's release, the term Battle Royale has actually been redefined to refer to... uh, A fictional narrative genre or a mode of entertainment inspired by the film where a select group of people are instructed to kill each other off until there is a triumphant survivor it has inspired numerous media from films books animations comics television shows visual novels and probably most recently video games so there's a whole video game genre of battle royales that are directly inspired by this film right Um, And it did spawn a sequel, uh, which was released in 2003, which was directed by Kinji Fukusaku and his son, Kenta Fukusaku, who actually did the screenplay for both films. And the only reason that his son was a director on the second film is, unfortunately, uh, Kinji passed away of prostate cancer during filming of of the sequel and was only able to film one scene. So his son picked up the mantle and having been part of the process of screenplay writing for these films, was able to finish directing the sequel, which, from what I heard, did not as well. And I read the synopsis of the story of the sequel, and it's definitely much more off-base for what the first one did. And it was completely based on the events of the first movie. There was never a sequel to the novel, so... Gotcha. There's kind of one of those things where, like, they they tried to stretch out the popularity of the first one into a sequel,
1: which so often never works. No,
0: and I don't think I don't think it was received badly. It just was very. It kind of took out what made the first one interesting. I think. Yeah. Um, So that's the that's what I think most people have probably who have seen anything about Battle Royale. Most people have seen the movie. Mostly because it's easier to sit down and watch a movie in one evening than read a novel or a series of, of graphic novels. Right. Because it's easier and quicker and more, you know, right. be more of a social thing. Um, but there was a manga series, like I said, which was released from between 2000 and 2005. And the manga uh, follows the plot of the novel fairly closely, but does expand on a lot of the backstories of each student. Um, but the the this adaptation in particular received the most controversy, hmm. and this is actually where fun fact where I was introduced to this story. I read the not the the manga series before I even knew there was a movie version. Oh really? <laughs> and I read it in high school, which I was definitely probably not old enough to do. But I was during my like edgy emo phase, and I thought I was a badass for reading these novels because it's they are graphic. Wow. There are. I mean that's what it was controversial for. Is it it expanded on some of the the pervasive scenes of sexual content, graphic nudity, and it, in very horrifying ways. It had a lot of rape scenes, and this mm. is illustrated. Yikes! So it's it was and it was intent. It was intended to be a shocking story meant for adults, mm-hmm. um, and. It was it was uh, very it was very intense, very gory, very violent. But that's because that's it was trying to kind of highlight how horrific this this tale is. It wasn't done for blatant like just because they could. It was meant to sort of right. highlight. If anything, this is what the manga series, which was also written and and you know reworked with. Uh, Takami the author he did write the the manga series as well so it wasn't just at, adapted without his input right. but they really were trying to amplify how this uh, intense of this story was right um, but one of the the kind of I found to be kind of interesting uh, adaptations for the Tokyo Pop who was the English manga distributor one of the couple that are in the US When they brought it over into the U.S., they made several changes to the plot. uh, Most notably, claiming that the program was a reality TV show, and they also changed the setting of the time—the time setting about ten years, I guess—to try to make it seem more dystopian future style. Um, But then, by by later volumes of this manga series, the changes are contradicted to, I guess, even out the what the intended timeline. Right. Um, but so, those are the other ways that anyone who is interested in the story can can go ahead and read about it or watch it for themselves. Right. I know Steven's looking real pleased. <laughs> he's, he looks like he's going to go out and watch the movie right away. Yeah. Right now. Thank you. It's definitely in his... Uh, realm of interests. Yeah, 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 he loves that horrifying, gory, violent shit.
1: Yeah. Woo.
0: He really doesn't. This is very, probably very uh, not no. his favorite conversations. And no, you've done. It's okay, um, but it is one. Why it was so worth talking about for our show when we're talking about a show that's about cultural things that people may not even know is cultural. To talk about this... Impacted a lot. Impacted so much. Yeah, unfortunately. Like you said, The Hunger Games. Yeah. The reason why there's a lot to talk about with The Hunger Games is because it actually, apparently, wasn't actually, like, ripped off the way people thought it was. Suzanne Collins, who wrote The Hunger Games, didn't even, apparently, didn't even know about this the novel until she finished her version and gave it to the public, her publisher. Mm. So she actually got accused of ripping off the story and caught a lot of shit for it. Uh, there was a, a, an author from the New York times who, who reported that there are the parallels between, uh, battle Royale and hunger games are striking enough that Colin, Colin's work has been, savaged on the blogosphere as a bald-faced ripoff um, but argue that there's enough possible p- sources for a plot line that the two authors might have hit the same basic setup independently
1: which um, I mean which
0: it still can happen and it, and I think because it took so long for the US to even really get a main line mainstream adaptation of like the 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 manga didn't really come over until this like I read it when I was probably in 2009 and I think had just come over to the US then the film wouldn't have been brought over into US distribution until 2010 right which is two years after the Hunger Games came out right two years after the Hunger Games came out and if we're I mean Suzanne Collins is an American author I don't know if she would have even had the idea to know about Battle Royale as an idea as, right. the, as the concept for hers, um, and it's the general consensus at the time has been of that. Even even though the similarities are so strong, it definitely reinforced Battle Royale as influential in maybe even just bringing over different concepts into other areas of literature. Right, um, and thankfully, battle the Battle Royale author uh, Takami. He appreciated his fans standing up for his book, but he does also think that every novel has something to offer, and if readers find value in either book, then that's all an author can ask for. Right. Which, to me, is the most noble response to this situation. Yeah. But again, it is it is very striking, the story of Hunger Games and the story of Battle Royale being like pretty nigh on identical in nearly right. every way. I mean... I think, if anything, the Hunger Games took it more into the sci-fi genre than Battle Royale did. I think that's what really makes them distinct from one another. Right. The Hunger Games is like a true dystopian future, and they talk about the capital as being this, like, futuristic city, and there's all this technological, like, uh, improvements. And Battle Royale literally takes place in the 90s, with the 90s technology and the 90s expectations of the the violence that can be had right so the there's like there's definitely setting differences that make it stand out and different but it doesn't change the fact that battle royale is still has inspired other films and other film other kinds of media there are four other uh films that have either been compared to or have have had direct. Like source linking to inspiration of Battle Royale and these are just the ones I found during my research but uh, there's a 2007 film called The Condemned um, there's a 2008 film called Kill Theory there's a 2009 film called The Tournament and one movie that I've actually heard of out of these that I've actually researched is a the 2016 film The Belco Experiment
1: I've not heard of any of them
0: <laughs> um and most of the, most of what I read is most of these films were just considered like bad versions of Battle Royale, <laughs> which is basically how you know that the the, the film has established itself in the film right. me- media is if it's the if it's the gold standard, then you're only going to have to do better at, than it does to be compared better than that film was. Right. Um, and then there's been uh, there's been a, Avenger, uh, a comic a 2012 comic called Avengers Arena that had a very similar plot and it was pretty notable that it, that Battle Royale was an inspiration to the comic because the film poster for the movie was a direct inspiration for the, film, for the front cover of this comic. Right. If you look at them side by side, it's very clear yeah. that it was more than just uh, an inspiration. It was like, yeah, we find it to be much more like like we definitely took the inspiration from the from the, the, the novel to the right the comic. Um but again, like I said, the video games have, have recently taken flight of this battle royale f- idea and most notably uh games like Fortnite mm-hmm. or Player Unknown's Battleground or PUBG as short. Anyone who probably and especially parents nowadays, most of them have at least heard of what Fortnite is. Yeah. Um there are other ones that are smaller. Apex Legends is another one of those, um, and then Call of Duty, because Call of Duty has to get in there. They have done their own game with their own uh, version of that that mode, that game mode of battle royale. And both again, they insist of having like hundreds of players dropped into a large arena. and over time, the battle re- arena shrinks because these usually like. Uh, a ring, a blue ring of energy that if you're outside of it, you get hurt until you die, or if you stay inside of it, then you're safe. They will then pull the, the players together closer and closer until there's only one person left. Um, and even other video games have been inspired in some direct relation that aren't this particular genre of games. Two that I are, I'm a big fan of, one is called The World Ends With You, which I don't know if I've ever talked about with you but I don't think so it's a Square Enix game heavily inspired by both Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and the kind of Tokyo city city culture okay but the game revolves around the main character Neko being dropped into this death game and he's forced to, he's forced to survive with a partner Mm-hmm. Through these games, while fighting against other players and other creatures and monsters to survive this death game, right? Um, and then another game I think you know more about only because I've talked about it more is a series called Danganronpa. I've watched streams of that game. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting concept of a story with again it, ha- it involves a class of high school students. Um, there's a lot of sowing of mistrust, and they're forced to play these murder games. Basically, the gameplay is not as action as as the world ends with you. It has more to do with like investigating these murders yeah. that are happening to all these students, and the students are the ones doing the murders. So they have to sort of like come to a conclusion on who is responsible for each murder, and it's very right. It has a lot of dystopian. Uh, Elements to it, and very that the idea of like turning the students on one another and this like pseudo mind game sort of murder game, right? Um, and then I figure the last thing I'll bring up real quick as another it's very <laughs> obvious but also much more recent uh inspiration from Battle Royale is. Squid Game.
1: Squid Game.
0: Anyone that has seen the hit Netflix series Squid Game should know that, that the creator, Huang Dong Hyuk, cited the, the manga version of Battle Royale as a inspiration for his show. Yeah. Which definitely he expanded on more of the, the concept of like the this sort of shady government style like program that happens without people really knowing about it.
1: Yeah. Um but in Squid Game, it's more of a um, willingness to go into it than right. There's, there's, there's although there's th- mind tricks into making people think like it's the only way that they have to be able to continue to survive. But well, it is still their own willpower.
0: Yeah, that that story plays more into the the desperation of humanity right, when rather than what, abduction than abduction and forced to do it against their will. They're they're given the choice. But it's still very violent, <laughs> very violent, uh, and that's that's kind of I think where where at least the inspiration shows at strongest point is like the amount of what they're willing the people are willing to do to survive, especially when you see the dynamics of the group kind of clicks that form, especially in that the for spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Squid Game, but there's a, a section where they have a like a night attack thing where they shut off all the lights in the living compound where they're staying and they just like everyone just starts attacking one another in this very violent brawl and that i think is probably the most most like the right concept of what happens in battle royale because everything else that happens in squid game usually is like the deaths are less directly linked to like the violence of happening like like it's tug of war or it's like
1: well yeah it's it's more about them being able to play the games that are established rather than
0: them and kill each other right like there's a very d- d- direct just like
1: well I mean the further I think the further that the games go on the more the more influenced that battle royale has because very obviously and it's spoilers for squid game like the, the glass bridge yeah like, there are obvious, like, no, you need to go. Like, you, you oh, while well, they're they're first, they're assigned at first, then people are like, well, now you started crossing the bridge. Now it's my turn to cross the bridge. And despite. Yeah.
0: And there's even, like, the, the moments that happen where, like, characters will take on, like, pushing someone onto another platform because they're sick of having to wait. To wait, yeah. Like, the one character takes the other character and, like, does a suicide kamikaze taking them out with her her moments like there is very much that aspect of like and I guess in in the way that Squid Game and Battle Royale align is they both kind of established early on that there are no real rules except for like the one big one which is if you fail you die yeah like when the midnight games happened, as they call them in the show, where everyone just sort of goes out into an all-out brawl while the lights are off and goes insane. Conveniently,
1: the power goes out.
0: Well, it's all it's all in, in, exactly yeah, the way yeah. they it's play. It's played out and planned. But like the players after the fact are like, "This is this isn't how what we signed up for. This isn't what like this isn't the way that there's, these rules are against against the the policy of the game." Like the the players are trying to argue with the people. What is and is not a rule that they themselves are trying to like create some sort of understanding of what the rules even are, right? But the the backlash of that is that the the people running the Squid Game just turn around and go like, "You signed the contract. Yeah, you signed the contract. This is what it is. It's like you're stuck. Yeah. And that's like a big thing that feels that are the the most like what happens in Battle Royale where the only rule is you can't take off your your collar and i guess the other rule is you can't leave the island yeah and those are like that's it everything else is free game there's like characters in the story that use their sexuality to seduce players yeah. only to then murder them and they're like while well, they're getting seduced like there and this again children it's just, it's kind of creepy in, in a gross way like but it's again it's 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 supposed to be Shocking! It's supposed to be right. intense. It's supposed to be nasty. This, this—it's not supposed to make you feel good. I'll say that. It's not supposed to be like a like. I feel like the Hunger Games always try to make you feel like you're sentimental rooting, towards. Yeah, them. you're re, you're rooting for the characters. That's why, like, when Katniss is gonna like kill uh, herself with Peta with the berries, you're supposed to go, "No, don't!" And when Rue gets killed, you're like, "Oh my god, Rue!" But like that doesn't really the it doesn't happen to the same extent. Right. In Battle Royale, it has a lot more intensity surrounding it, so it feels a lot more right. killer be killed. Right. a lot more pan- manic and panicked than The Hunger Games. Also, it helps too that The Hunger Games does also exist on a a system of tributes who could basically volunteer if they and, wanted to. And and it has a little bit more of a there's less of this veneer of like suddenly they're kidnapped and forced to do it like everyone in this in the districts in the hunger games knows it's coming and is able to either prevent or in some ways forced to increase their odds of participating but they're not explicitly like taken without any knowledge or or chance to like right. fight back against it yeah i mean even like the first the first book when the when Katniss' sister is called to be it, and She steps up and volunteers instead so she doesn't have to. Like, that doesn't really exist in Battle Royale. Right. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And if you try to leave or you try to talk back, they just kill you. Right. They don't have any time for your bullshit. <laughs> that happens in the story. There's, like, a girl... A girl is, like, talking to her friend and whispering to her in the corner and, the, and um, that psych- psychopathic teacher throws a knife at her into her head and she dies Hmm. for talking to her friend in during like the right after they wake up in that room gotcha and um remember remember when i was talking about shuya's best friend yeah he tries to to fight back right away because he has kind of like loses his mind a little bit and he runs up to like basically try to like force his way out of this room and they just shoot him in Hmm. the head point blank and yeah no no remorse, no nothing. Yeah. So it is an intense story, and it's not for everyone. Um, but again, it is something that I find is very influential, and it's yeah. definitely made its mark on, on all of culture. And I suggest people who, who haven't been turned off by this <laughs> episode, go check it out, because it's kind of interesting to see and maybe you'll even see more media that you find was inspired after this this novel and movie. And I think the movie's on Netflix, so I think don't think people will have a hard time finding it. It's also probably on Amazon. I'm sure it's on Amazon. It's popular enough now that it's gotten it's like its second winds. Yeah. in like the the year since it had it came over to to the U.S. Right. Um, yeah, I I definitely I I love having uh, topics that are. From other nations that have created these, these things here in America. Right. Um, and I thank those, those authors who give us those cool things here in America. Yeah. Just like I thank all of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our, our wonderful composer of our theme song, Daryl Banner.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you, Daryl Banner, for our music. We love it. Yes, we do. And thank you to all of our supporters who support us on, on our Patreon. The Patreon. Which you can also join our Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash reallycultured. Yeah. You can sign up. We don't have too many tiers, and we keep saying we're going to have more Patreon-only content coming, which we still plan on doing yeah, one day.
1: one day. Um, but yeah, we have two tiers, uh, a dollar level and a $5 level. Both of them are great support in either way, and they help us do things like buy new microphones, which is, is the first episode where we have, we both have updated microphones. Yeah. So, thank you to all of our supporters who are able to help us upgrade and things like this. Yeah.
0: And we, we really appreciate it. And again, we do this show for free. We do it just because we like talking to each other about this stuff anyway. Yeah. So, we don't do it to make money, but it does help. It makes us feel like it's worth doing for other people. Right. And I always get excited when I get to share it with a friend or someone new. I just I had a dentist appointment the other day, and my my dentist, my dentist was talking about podcasts she listened to, and I suggested she listen to ours, and she immediately thought it was a great idea for a show. So yeah, hopefully she's listening now. Hopefully. Well, uh, again, we we just appreciate anything. So if you, even if you just uh, rate us on on Apple Podcasts, if you. Leave us a review, gets us in the algorithms. If you can follow us on our social media, help share and spread spread the all all the info when we get new episodes. Yeah. We always post, and we hope that people will spread that further. So share the love, share the love, like like our our posts to help us get more uh, in the algorithms. It's all it's all about the ag- algorithms. It's all about it. Um, but again, we appreciate anything that you guys can do sharing the word, even just with a friend. I know I have uh, my uh, my mom's cousin, Maureen, recently has said she started listening and loves our show, so... Yes. Hi, Maureen. Hello, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, but I think that's all I have for today. I'll let you do it because every week I fuck it up. <laughs> so with that, I will ask you, listener, are you feeling really cultured today?
1: yes. Bye.
0: Alexandrian Media, art and culture for the modern era.